What's up? It's your girl Ashley. It's Musella. And it's Teresa. And welcome back to another episode of the Tontines podcast. So before we start, we just want to make a quick disclaimer that this is going to be a very, very heavy topic. Um, and we just, anyone who might be sensitive to the topic of sexual predators or pedophilia or anything that might, you know, bring traumatic memories or feelings back, we just wanted to give you a quick disclaimer that that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, but if you feel like you can handle it and you would like to be a part of this conversation, please stay tuned. Yes. And without further ado, I'm going to throw it to Teresa to introduce it. Saying our topic is pedophilia and objectifying youth all in the same compass. And the first point that we're going to make, we're going to talk about the Senate Bill 145. And the reason why this is an important bill to touch on is because a lot of people thought that this bill was going to promote pedophilia. And um, I definitely encourage you guys to go and do your research and read into the bill to see what your thoughts are. But we watched a YouTube video where Senator Scott Weiner breaks down the bill. That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> it's okay. Keep I did going. not know that was his name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> that's that's kind of ironic, huh? <laughs> okay. Anyways, keep going. We're going to cut it out. No, 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 it's no, fine. You can keep it's going. Fine. I apologize. Okay. Anyway, that just caught me off Very guard. childish. <laughs> Anywho, so there's a YouTube video where Senator Scott Weiner kind of breaks it down and it gives you a little bit of more insight of what it is. And essentially, what the bill is, is, is an equal fire. They want the homosexual community to be treated the same as a... The heterosexual community. Exactly, as yes. a heterosexual community, yes. a heterosexual relationship. So essentially, if you're below the consent age, so 17, 18, depending on where you live, if you are found having intercourse in a public place, a lot of the time, if you were in a homosexual relationship, you were getting seen in charge as a sex offender. And that was automatic. But if it was... A, a straight relationship, a heterosexual relationship, case by case basis, you know, they were deeming whatever was best fit due to the situation. So if you were in a relationship, it would be okay, et cetera, et cetera. So essentially this bill is trying to equify that. They want to make sure that the homosexual community gets the same privileges that the heterosexual community gets. So in this bill, they talk about the age gap of 10 years, right? And they constitute that from 14 and plus so from 14 it's okay if you are having intercourse according to this bill with a 24 year old because that's within the 10 age year parameter and also they talk about voluntary oral and anal and all of that is included in this bill now we can open up the discussion mm -hmm. on what we think opinion wise what the problem with a bill like this is I'm going to just state my opinion really quick and y'all can go. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I think that this is an inappropriate bill because the, t the age gap of 10 years and saying that 14 is an okay age for them to have consent over their bodies is completely inappropriate to me. I think 10 years, if a 14-year-old is having intercourse, I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, I don't care what you are. Mm -hmm. If you are having intercourse with somebody the age of 24, that is completely inappropriate and you're being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all can go ahead. Okay, so I have several points. I'm going to try to keep it really brief. Um, I also find this bill very problematic for the first reason, just to piggyback off of what Teresa said, is that like, if this bill was simply focusing on 
making it an even playing field between how people are penalized for whatever they're charged for between the gay community or the LGBTQ plus community and the straight community, then I would be like, okay, I, can, I get where you're coming from. But the fact that they're sliding in that like, people that they need that they want to include people in such a large age gap I don't agree I personally think that they should the gap should be maybe three years max the reason I picked three years right is because I'm just trying to contextualize this I don't I personally still agree don't agree that people who are 14 years old should be having sex but if they are my first thought is like where are you meeting somebody that you're you know, engaging in a sexual relationship with. Mm -hmm. And my first thought goes to the school setting. And if you're in high school, then the people who are in other grades are typically about three to four years older than you. So, okay. So that's like a freshman dating a senior. I'm not saying it's okay, but like I'm saying to contextualize where, you know, those people would meet. But when you open it up to such a large age gap, like 10 plus years or 10 years max, mm -hmm. you get you run into the problem that Teresa just brought up. There's no business between a 14 year old and a 24 year old. Honestly, I don't even think there's business between a 17 year old and, and a, a 24 year old or whatever. The, or I whatever. don't think it's OK. I genuinely think that people who are that young are just not mentally developed enough to be engaging in those kinds of activities. Though people are, people are, I feel like that's the age where people really start to experiment and you know become more sexualized and that's your business. But I just don't feel like them sliding that in there. They're like, yeah, because you know, people who might be in a relationship with a 10 plus you know, year old person um, will, it, it will normalize it. You can't normalize this kind of behavior. It's wrong, it's wrong. I definitely think that if they're going to have this bill, and I know Ashley's about to throw this point in, well, they no, need to raise. I have a lot. They need to raise the age. Um, do you mind if I say the point? Well, before you get into that, I mm -hmm. want to say this because I want to. This is something that is. I it feel like it needs to be clear. And a lot of people. The reason why this went viral, uh, people were suspecting it was Shots pedophilia, yeah. was because of the age difference. You know, they're saying 14, right? And if you watch the video, which I encourage you guys to go and do, what he said was the reason why they did 14 was because that is a normal age. And this is not me, this is me paraphrasing. So please go back and watch. But he said this was the, the normal age for a lot of different countries. So he was making it seem like this was the norm. Mm -hmm. Now, is it the norm? We will get into it later. However, that's where the 14, age 14 came into play, which is exactly what people were having an issue with. I don't think anyone had an issue with um, equality, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. if you really want equality, there we're we about go. to get into mm -hmm. what you should do to make it equal. Mm -hmm. But the main issue with this was, I think that it shed a light on a bigger issue, which was that if you're 14, you could potentially um, get away with not being a sex offender. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and that's that's pedophilia. That is what it is. If so, you're 14 and you're engaged in a relationship yes, with somebody with that's, someone older, that's yes, the older, older sorry. counterpart that is an adult should be charged. It, that's and a pedophile. Exactly. The problem Thank with you. this is mm -hmm. a bill like this sets a dangerous precedent exactly. for other bills of similar, yeah. like, which we'll you know, mention. Scopes we'll mention. Yeah. To, you know, to legalize mm -hmm. 
the th- the legal threshold of like holding exactly. people accountable yeah. for engaging in any type of sexual contact with a minor mm-hmm. and that's not okay mm-hmm. it's yeah. not okay and in the video the man he kind of jokingly says that this bill is controversial because people think that there's this secret ring of like pedophilia involving higher up officials there's no secret listen it's, and he said it was a conspiracy I, actually i'm just going to say I personally don't believe that that's a conspiracy. Yeah. You guys can believe whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that that's well, a conspiracy. Think about Harvey Weinstein. These exactly. people are already in high. The they Epstein, may not be Epstein. government. Yep. The Epstein's. But These they people, are influencing people yeah, in the Yeah, they're influencers. And people are human in the fact. So you can't just say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. If people like Harvey Weinstein and Ep- what's his name again? Epstein. 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 You know, if they're having these. And that brought in the, the person, Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yes, Prince Andrew. And that is a person who is in high up. Exactly. Though he is not a governmental person. And the president himself has been implicated. In- implicated for those things. So this is not a conspiracy theory, my guy. This yeah, is stuff that's that actually happening. happening. And I feel like for him to just laugh that off, to it's just kind of water it down, yeah. proves the point in itself. Mm-hmm. Of what we're saying, exactly. It, but It proves the point. But so, so to get back to what yeah. um, what we believe would be an appropriate way to amend this bill mm-hmm. is, I think they should raise that threshold of age to 17. Yeah. And the gap should be no more than maybe three to five years mm-hmm. um, between. Because if somebody is 17 and the max is like 20, what is that? 22. 22? Yeah. Um, I still find that weird. I'm not going to lie. It's quite weird. But- I'm not going to lie because that's like a senior in high school with a senior in college. But, you know. Okay, yeah. but I anything less than that is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It is unacceptable because the way I see it is like how what do you have in common at that age? You being whatever age, twenty four with the fourteen year old. Exactly. You don't. That's grooming. That's gross. It's that's your little sister. That's your little sister. That's your little, little, sister, that's your little cousin. That's this. That is your little little. That ain't your boo. That's no, a child. That is your least title is boo. Like that's that's not even. <laughs> I just don't. For me, I think when it comes to pedophilia and all of that, I that's something that I will never be able to wrap my mind around because yes. I don't understand how you can look at a child or someone who is a minor and sexualize them. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand. But we are going to get into those topics. Yeah, too, I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm just going to throw like a, what do they call it, foreshadowing. Go ahead, girl. Because I think what the problem is that now with the current society, people are starting to look older than they are. They actually are. But that mm-hmm. does not give you permission to sexualize them. It does not. I think we should put more legal emphasis on knowing the age of the person you want to engage with. Of course. And that shuts it down. So I don't, I don't mind if at first, if you don't know, like if someone looks significantly older and you don't know, that's where the first question should be. So how old are you? Mm-hmm. Right. The moment you find out that that person is a minor, close your eyes. Like, oh. And if it's it questionable, be, oh, well, you should have never no, dressed no, like no, that. No. And if it's a question in your mind, take your gut. But actually, I do want to know your point on uh, what you would do to, you know, change the bill to make it to where it makes sense, to where it's like an equal thing instead of like almost, you know, promoting pedophilia. Yeah, definitely similar to what Misela was saying. Uh, Misela is more around the three-year age gap, which makes perfect sense. I said just to make it more general, um, trying to take my own personal whatever, because if it's my personal opinion, I would say three years. But to generalize for everyone, I would say maximum five years. Um, And and because it just... We're just going to do it like that. If you want to make it equal, say if you're 17, messing with someone that's 22, okay, 
we're not going to automatically put you as a uh, sex offender. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to amend what I say. Mm -hmm. If you're 17, I feel like it should be three. After you've reached 18, it doesn't matter anymore. Of course. So, so you no think there should be tears. I agree there, should be, there tears. should also well, be tears. Yeah. Once you're 18, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you're 18, you're an adult. Well, actually, no. So 18. I disagree on some of that too. No, no, because we were. Just, I'm. I'm just. No, I, I'm saying that like once you're 18, then obviously the, thing. the law yeah. doesn't what get I will involved say anymore. To add yeah. to what I initially said, for this Senate bill for me to be like the equalizer between the homosexual community, LGBTQ, and the straight community, hetero. I think it literally, the, the law should go by case-by-case case basis. You should yeah. look at every case and see what's going on to identify if a crime has been committed. No doubt. And then if you should then convict somebody of being a sexual offender. I don't think that anyone should be excluded from that. Everyone mm -hmm. should be included. Yeah. And yeah. everyone should be thoroughly looked at I, if there yeah. is a case. So and how, the, did, how did you summarize it earlier? We said it shouldn't be based off of, uh, it should be based off of the evidence, not by the... Um, um, no, case by case. I, or, or, you know I, I mean? think we said it. We said it, well, we said it think, a good way earlier. I, I can't think remember. When it comes to the case by case thing, I kind of agree and disagree. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you really make it case by case, then it's hard to make a legal standard, right? Well, I was going to say And yeah. so I think it should be that if you, you, a gay person and a straight person, committed the same offense, mm -hmm. they should be charged the same way that's what she's saying that yeah i think that's what you're saying yeah, yeah that's what she's just saying. to clarify but i also think though my that whole thing is i'll throw this in there real quick i'm sorry to cut you off misella a point that he raised in the video and i want to just let you know guys this is a crime doesn't matter how frequently you do it or if you've done it in the past or whatever exactly. the case may be if you've had intercourse in a public place it's a crime no mm -hmm. matter what you look like mm -hmm. okay and he's kept specifying that because that's how people were getting caught they were getting caught having intercourse in public in places. Public. Yeah. Okay? In public places. Some places they'll catch they'll charge you with public indecency. And yeah. some you're a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. If there are and children just, present in the premises present, you're if, a sex yeah, offender. If you do it like in a park somewhere where you could have exposed yourself okay, to exactly. children, Definitely you're getting on the He actually yeah. explicitly said a park. So that being said, that is not discrimination to me. Because if you're committing a crime and that police officer it, and then he was also saying law enforcement, law enforcement. They were saying law enforcement backs support. this bill. They mm -hmm. support this bill. And then it all also goes back to law enforcement. If the police are the ones that are catching you, it is up to their discernment in that moment whether they're going to take you to jail, fine you, whatever they might do in that moment, or let you go. So that's what I was trying to get at a little bit and understand. So was it a problem of police targeting the homosexual community? No, yeah. no, 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 no. So that, in that instance, because like... What okay. he was talking about, right, in the video, he was talking about when the first, when the whole sex offender registry thing came to, it was in the 1940s or 1950s, gay sex was illegal. So pe oh, period. Period. Yeah. Okay. Period. Okay. In the period. home, yeah. outside, it was illegal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So now, when they were getting caught in public... For, you know, right. they were being charged as harsher, harsher. Okay. than than straight people. Yeah. Right. And so that's why he was saying there's a lot of gay people who are on the list who were getting punished simply yeah. for being <laughs> gay. But okay. then what she's talking about right? specifically mm -hmm. is because he said later on, yeah. as an example, yeah. the park situation, yeah, which yeah. sparked but, that, which is a crime. that yeah. question so, in her mind. But, yeah. so, but to just clarify what he was saying was yeah. the reason that law enforcement backed this bill is because he said there's a lot of people on the sex offender list that should not be on there. Which makes sense. Right. So that, that makes perfect sense. And so And that's know? where the tears come into play. Exactly. He said that they the what this bill is gonna do because essentially a question that was asked in this video was 
okay, what happens to the people that are already existing? Yeah, because it was it's not it's not a retroactive exactly. Bill. What happens to them? And and what happens to them is they're there for life. For life. Can I? Yeah. But I was gonna what he that, said exactly. was they're going to go back and look and look at the tiers. So if you have a less, uh, what's it called? Um, a lower tier. Offense. A lower tier offense. Exactly. Then you, your case or your situation is gonna be looked at. And by lower tier offense, we want we're not talking we're talking about people like the example we gave about people just being gay and having sex or yeah. somebody, not not involving or a minor in a relationship. or no, unconsensual. Actually, no, no, no. He brought up that he yeah, said he that he said that a lower tier offense would be like if a seventeen and a nineteen year old were together, mm-hmm. and because the seventeen year old is a yeah. minor, and they were in a relationship and they're just together and they're having you know consensual intercourse yeah and that is something exactly that is something that will be because the thing about it is right the reason why a lot of there's a lot of crime is because minors cannot consent yeah that's why it's statutory minors cannot a 14 year old cannot consent Mm -hmm. a 15 year old cannot consent yeah when people are when two parties are underage and then it's consensual but if one party is now legal of legal age and the person is younger they cannot consent and legally to say Another law that I just wanted to bring up and kind of touch on um, to kind of segue into a different topic, but it's still under the same scope as the SHIPA law. Now, if you guys want to understand what the SHIPA law is, you guys can always read up. But just in a summary, the SHIPA law happened to a woman in France and her name is Marlene SHIPA. So the law is named after her. And essentially, when she was 14 years old, she was walking home from school, I believe, or just walking in general, because, you know, in Europe, they walk a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and she was getting catcalled. She was being harassed by people on the streets, men to be particular. She went home, she told her parents, and they said it was normal. Um, She didn't feel like it was right. As she grew up, she actually became part of the government and now she works um, and she was able to pass this or help pass the law. And essentially what this is, is targeted directly towards sexual harassment. And they go into tears about what sexual harassment is and like different um, fines and different things that can be um, related to sexual harassment. But the point in bringing this up is that it's shining a light on a different um, a different realm of things because a lot of people didn't realize that sexual harassment made people uncomfortable and also was inappropriate mm-hmm. to be then. doing this. Yeah. Yes, it's like you're bringing awareness to things that I'm like, for me, Seems like common it's sense. common sense, but it's like you have to say these things because people don't know. Exactly. Of course, it's inappropriate to look at a 14-year-old and say your butt is whatever. Yeah. You know? To comment on yeah. her body in or general. Or his body. Or his body yeah, in general. Exactly. Especially if you're an adult. I want to specify it. Sexual harassment is not okay at all. Mm-hmm. But especially if you're an adult to a minor, it's completely That's where that pedophilia which comes in. brings yeah. me to a topic that we said we wanted to touch on, which is a lot in a lot of cultures, right? In an effort to prevent somebody, especially a child, to be looked at in a sexual way, they often tell people to cover up. Yeah. When they're around certain people. Yes. And I know we wanted to share our personal anecdotes when it came to that because I just, I have very strong opinions about this. Well, I just know for me personally, I've always been told by my mother, you know, out of protecting me, her child, when certain people come over or if it's a man in the house, hey, you need to do this, you need to wear this, take that off, change that, make sure you have this on. So I always had to be super aware of what I had on, if mm-hmm. it was a, a, a man in the house, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I never got like, why? 
you understand but i like i i did it anyway but i i feel so deeply about that and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna touch on it right now i'm gonna let you guys tell y'all stories so yeah i mean and, like i think everyone has a story to tell as a youth from different things and yeah. to kind of touch on what ashley and yusela said um similar story when i was a kid like sometimes if we were having guests over to the house it'd be like tea go cover up your shorts are too short or your dress is too tight or whatever the case may be and um as a as a child it's it's very confusing mm -hmm. and even going into the school system i would have teachers that were flirting with me that would say things that were very suggestive or suggestive looks Ooh, yes. and when i got older i realized that was completely inappropriate because i was like 15 and you were in your late 20s 26 27 so and there were situations like that and i'm like as a kid you think it's flattering you don't understand that it's inappropriate or you to don't a degree. quite get it because that, that same person, you know, yeah, no, said something and I didn't like, quite get it. Yeah, exactly. To a degree. So you're not realizing like, okay, this is not okay on on their side to yeah. be saying these things, doing these things, insinuating mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. So y'all can go ahead and tell y'all personal so stories as well. I think from for my perspective, right, so growing up, my mom obviously would just not let us walk around any kind of way, but she was very careful about how she approached this. Obviously, we had to cover up the essentials because you should just not be dressing like that. Like, just cover up, right? But my mom also did a really good job in, about making sure we understood that, like, we should not have to cover up to make somebody else uncomfortable. That's not to say walk around, you know, with everything hanging out. But I remember a conversation one time she was having somebody in there like, why do you let your kids wear shorts? Not short shorts, but shorts in general like mid-thigh shorts and when you know there's people in your house and da, da 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 and she was like listen if my kids have to cover up to make somebody else comfortable those are not the kind of people I want in my house mm -hmm. because they should not be looking at my children like that yeah and that's something that's always stuck with me because it's that's the truth like obviously our parents tell us to be modest and things like this to it for our own benefit yeah, so we don't protection. get sexualized exactly. so I totally like I totally get like t you know saying cover up but to an extent I'm like I don't want to put like like Teresa said it's very confusing like you don't understand I, I can as a child like going to other like relatives houses when I would be comfortable wearing shorts in my house they're like oh no no you can't wear that you know that's you don't want men to look at you some kind of way and my question because I was a very inquisitive child i always be like but why would why would they want to exactly. look at me like you don't that? get it you don't i didn't it. understand exactly and for me it just never made sense i'm like how come i have my brother who can walk around basically topless exactly and no one's gonna say nothing to him but i wear mid-thigh shorts oh god forbid yeah like and people are looking at me some yeah. kind of way like that's crazy it's a double standard that we have in society but it's placed there for reasons and like you guys i don't know what the public perception is but for me i understand both scopes i understand your um Michelle's mom's take and of course i understand um ashley your mom's take my mom's take different parents take on how to protect your child yeah mm -hmm. it's all it and all teach equates them to, at the same time you know what's out there yeah protection but because, that yeah. doesn't mean that this is something that should even be taking place. Right. It's sad that it, we have to think exactly, about that. Like, exactly. you have to think 10 steps ahead. And when you think about it, it's like, are there that many men or and women, women, yeah, and women, and women that think this way potentially? Like, that's yes. crazy that all of our parents, you know, and I'm pretty sure people listening to this have had stories this to is where the thing, like, they for think me, like that. My, my, the wheels in my mind are spinning right now because, like I said, 
it's a double standard, but I feel like it's more on the girls' women's side. Oh, yeah. So what I will say is, like, I'm sure when it comes to parents, you know, letting their children know. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to parents letting their children know yeah. about um, about how you should dress and things like that, they're speaking more towards their girls because, you know, they don't want their girls to be in a situation where a man is taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But to flip it on the other side, there is a lot of cases where women are taking advantage of boys. And I feel yeah. like it's young becoming men, more, of other girls. more prevalent. But because of the yeah. way that society scopes it, they don't realize that they've been mishandled, mistreated. They don't realize that sexual harassment or anything of the sexual implication happened that was not okay they don't realize it and they don't speak about it so i want to internalize it and it's not okay it's Mm -hmm. not i want to just say this just to drop this just as much to piggyback off what tisha said Mm -hmm. just as much as we protect our young girls and our young daughters and our young sisters and aunts and everything the same should be equated to, to guys, because I know yeah, a lot of people would more. say we have to do more. a lot of we people do. would say, "Oh, well, he's a boy; he's fine; he can go anywhere." No. But boys can get molested. Yes, boys can, can get raped. Yes, and so just as you would protect your daughter, I would encourage people to begin to protect their sons in that same way, whether it's a man or a woman, for both both girls and boys. And it really all starts with communication. Like exactly. I try my best to have conversations with my younger brothers, and even though they're not like biologically my younger brothers i refer to them as my younger brothers because we grew up together and i've had conversations where they have disclosed personal things that have happened to them and i had to tell them you know that you were literally like taken advantage of yeah and they think about it like really but i'm like yes but it's because our society teaches men that you know how (laughs) it's the way i think about it Mm -hmm. they teach men that they should be sexualized Mm -hmm. and then they teach women that they shouldn't be sexual exactly so it's like it's weird because complete juxtaposition literally because when when a boy is young if a girl is looking at him especially an older woman they're like oh you got game oh you got you you know or you that's my son that's my boy i'll get you some right but on the flip side if a girl is just minding her business and people are interested in her. Oh, she fast. Oh, she's a hoe. Oh, she's mm-hmm. a, and it's crazy to me because it's like when you're you have I feel like part of the solution because we can sit here and talk about the problem, but I think part of the solution right is people like us growing up and being more conscious when we're raising our younger sons and daughters. I agree. Because I know when I have my sons and my daughters, especially my sons, I want to emphasize on not sexualizing women. Like, at all. It, at all. Mm-hmm. No. Which segues into our next point, the TikTok culture. The yeah. TikTok culture. Everyone knows that predominantly, what's the age is like, what? Seven. Seven to... Young. Maybe young, even younger. Very, very, very young, young children are on this app. Yes. Some innocent. Unfortunately, I some feel not. like all children are innocent. Yes. But the... I know what you're... We're yeah, about to... We're exactly. going to dive into that. All children um, are innocent, but... Um, and actually, all ages are now on TikTok, but... It's, it's geared towards children. It's geared towards children. Yeah. So the TikTok culture, um, you said you want to explain I'll a get bit? into this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, everyone who lives under the sun now knows what TikTok is. This app was created and marketed towards younger children because children have really short attention spans. Mm-hmm. So they made an app where you can make 15 to 60 second videos, really showcasing any kind of content that you want. It was very innocent coming when it first started. It started mostly because it, it used to be called Musically, mm-hmm. and Musically was just exactly what it sounds like. You would take songs and make music videos, stop motion music videos, mm-hmm. um, and post them on the internet. Yeah. Then when it rebranded as TikTok, 
basically they the platform became more appealing to all demographics and people started people who were getting on this platform were gaining really quick notoriety and going viral so that like now anybody was getting on there. anybody who wants to put any type of content would get on there knowing that there's a good chance you might go viral so there's nothing wrong with that the problem is the type of content that is starting to go viral exactly it because is yes you have and it, like we said we have anything from seven-year-olds to like the average 20 something year old is on there right so when let's tiktok is very famous for dances right mm-hmm. so when you're a 25 year old dancer you can really kind of dance however you want. You're, you're an adult. You're, you're an adult. You can, you can you're twerk. An adult. You you're can an adult. do whatever. But the thing bit. is, when you're making these choreographies, right, younger kids who want to be dancers or want to learn how to dance are going to try to emulate exactly. those types of dance moves um, because they see the older, cooler people dancing like that. Right. And it's that those types of dances are getting passed on younger and younger and younger. And they make these dances so easy that, like, literally anybody could do them. And that's why I think that, like, kids who are on this app who are incredibly impressionable are dancing these more provocative dances because they feel all like that's the time. what they gotta do yeah. and, and they see their peers doing it and exactly. they want to do it. Realize it and you when know? you look at who are the most popular exactly. content creators on this app they're they're teenagers mm-hmm. they're they're mid-teens or late teens early 20s and i mean they're dancing in in line with the times you know twerking is popular and popping and whatever and you know what the thing about it is it's not even the the dance movements are pretty bad but it's also the words that they're well that's what i was about to talk that's that's literally what i was about to say so before before i got on before when musically was a thing they actually were censoring what kind of music could be danced on right but now people are free to make their own sounds to dance to people are dancing to more explicit lyrics like the whole WAP challenge that yeah, went on. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna lie and say I don't like the I don't like the song. I listen to it, but, but an I'm an adult, <laughs> right? And I'm not going around screaming these words, but I find it incredibly disturbing to see little children. I'm not gonna lie. Dancing this is the thing this. with WAP or with any very vulgar vulgar song. You as a child. Don't you do know. Not, you do not need to be dancing, singing. You do not because this is the thing. You don't really understand. That's what I was gonna say. What that diction is. You don't understand what a wop. But means, y- you want to know what's even extent. funnier though, Teresa. Think about all the songs that we hear now that we didn't understand course, when we were younger, right? But here's the difference: we were singing this in our house and dancing, but we weren't putting it on social media because exactly. it didn't exist. And it's so crazy because we'll have because right now we're all twenty four. We'll have conversations where we sit there and we're like, oh my gosh, that song we used to that's sing. That's what it meant? That's what it meant. Or that's what they actually said. Wow, mind blown, not knowing. And of course you have those moments as kids. But the TikTok culture amplifies it. I was telling them it earlier does. today. I watched a video and it was this little girl. She was no older than, she was about seven, eight years old. So no older than 10, all right? And she was on there. She was dressed provocatively. And in her comments, there was adults talking about you are so pretty you're going to be a killer when you get older hard eyed emojis i'm like this is a child Mm -hmm. she is a child you have a million followers why are you following a Mm seven-year-old on tiktok i've seen it to the point where even little kids are twerking and and doing all this stuff she was she was doing like sexual emotions with her face and stuff like that i'm like you are a baby exactly and i know a lot of parents in their defense you know because we're not talking about anyone's parents or how you decide to parent you know i will never talk about I, someone i will 
Well, let's let's not because we're not parents yet. We don't know how that feels. But I do know that as a parent, a lot of times people will say like, oh, well, you shouldn't be thinking that way. My opinion is you as a parent should because there are other people out there who plenty who do. Obviously, by the example of that girl in the comment section, there are plenty of people who do think that way. Exactly. They they weren't even talking about they were talking about her beauty. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are literally pumping this seven of course like it's good to to positive affirmation oh she's so cute she's so cute but you're literally talking about when you get older things like that i'm like excuse you disgusting it's grooming it's disgusting excuse you and this is something that i would like to kind of touch on which can segue into something else i had some a few more things okay go ahead so here's my problem with tiktok right i feel like when you see like kids like the girl that you mentioned yeah I my the reason I do want to talk about people's parenting is because you as a parent should be aware of what your child is putting on the internet. Mm-hmm. I know there are some parents who are not very technologically savvy, and I do not blame you for that. Of course, but people yes, who they grew, have like literally no yeah, idea. Yeah, the people who grew up, people who are aware of their children acting like this on the behave on the internet mm-hmm. and not remedying that at all. I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that because you are your children's first line of defense and protection. Yeah. yeah. If you do not protect your child, then who will? But that's but where here's the right. Thing, no, no. What you said is where some people say, "Well, they shouldn't be looking at but them like that." This that's no, no, was, no, 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 no. That's what I was guys, I'm not I talking about that, sexualizing your children. I'm talking about the think, way your children are on the internet, even if they yeah, weren't doing and it. I'm and saying, I think no, no, no. What are, I'm talking, I'm not talking about what your kids are posting on the internet. Uh-huh. I'm talking about your kid being on the internet. Being on the internet. Period. This is you are your children's first line of defense, right? I know it's not possible to control and every single thing that your child does but as a parent you should be trying to at least make an effort to know what, what your I child wanna, is being exposed what I to, no, to and and how that is affecting them or what they're and, and their behavior not even that's what i what that's what i'm no, talking about i agree about. and what i'm saying is when parents hear that because i've heard this before with parents when when i was younger my parents used to let me listen to things mm-hmm. and other parents would say oh how are you letting them they knew exactly what i was listening to mm-hmm. and some of the things they didn't and yeah. they would say well how are you and i'm saying a lot of people in their defense will say my parents didn't say this but in their defense they'll say oh well people shouldn't be thinking that way anyway you know what i mean even regardless no, like no, that's their I, I response, totally understand which that. is a horrible response, i think the, horrible the reason i'm bringing this up I, i'm gonna get to you in just mm-hmm. a second the reason i am bringing this up right is because when you were listening to it right even if you were going around and singing and listening to whatever you were by yourself right you you can listen to whatever you want and dance to whatever you want you're by yourself but the fact that now we have children who are getting who are basically being exposed to the world on a larger scale Mm -hmm. that's why it's a problem because when you were growing up listening to whatever and people were judging you it's like well if whatever my kid is listening to in my house it's my house like they can do what they want in my house but now when you have children on the internet right that's where it becomes dangerous because it's no longer just your house you have two your child is exposed to too many other people yeah that's well, why it's a problem for what you. I'm no saying, i'm not saying that it's not a problem no no no. i'm saying that's why it's a problem for me yeah. and that's why i feel like i'm not judging your parenting i'm just commenting on it because that's a problem what i'll say about this whole thing because like we're going to touch into this the specifics in a little bit but i think that the problem that we're touching on is the fact that the internet has become a bigger business. It's in particular, social media has become a business. Yeah. So parents are seeing money mm. when their kids are on the internet. So yeah. you're pimping your child your out. Now this has been around for years and years, years and years. Beginning of time. This is not a new concept. 
But now we're seeing it in the form of like a TikTok. Now we're seeing it in the form of, you know, Instagram, whatever the case may be, because this is the way that parents are seeing, okay, I can utilize my child. Yeah. They can gain followers. They can gain views. And now by this, we can make money. And because they're my child, nobody I can, can tell me money. nothing about I it. I can manage that money. So they're literally pimping their children out. They're exploiting their talents on social media and understanding that, okay, there's people that are watching my kid. I can make money off of it. Yeah. And examples of this, the earliest example we can think of is Shirley Temple. <laughs> exactly. And Shirley Temple was a beautiful young girl, but she was sexualized ever at since like what? Four years at old. At the age of three four. or four. And the thing is, like, people are like, oh, this is innocent. She was dancing with grown men, guys grown men and they were and she was playing they were low-key were playing her romantic counterpart they were yeah. she was basically like there's several movies where she they dressed her up basically as like, like an adult a little waitress mm-hmm. or a little like army girl or whatever and like you said they her adult counterparts would be her love interest exactly or even worse when they would do little baby little baby boys and little baby girls playing like these adult roles but they were trying to oh it's so cute because they're little there's a specific name for that genre but it's not coming to mind but like there was a whole movement behind like literally getting like toddlers and making them dress up as adults and play like adult roles so weird i remember a particular movie that we watched where she was working in a bar but she was serving milk and the little boys were like little navy sailors and they literally insinuate oral sex mm-hmm. in this video. They literally insinuate like that she's a call girl, so like she can be bought. And then they're paying. She was cheap, so they were they were able to pay her right before they had to go back to war. These kids were literally wearing diapers. No older than two, two, three, three years. And old. it's crazy that like the people who sat there and really thought like, oh, we're gonna do this, but with children, and their parents were like, all right, sign me up as long You're as the check your clears. Child out. So yeah, Shirley Temple is a is a prime example. The whole R. Kelly situation. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of the al- allegations against the parents were that you knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. You co-signed it. You said as long as you give my daughter an opportunity to be in the music industry, we're okay. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. And that's what that's what's going on in the industry. There's parents that just see money and they're like, you know what? By any means. And that's why you see so many people who don't have good relationships with their parents who are in the industry when their parents take on the role of, like, a manager Mm. or something because they're sacrificing kind of, like, their relationship to be a business relationship. Exactly. And they're no longer protecting your, you know... You're you as a child, they but you as their the parent, their, and the their client, exactly. Yeah, and that's how people get exploited. Um, that happened to Drew Barrymore. Mm. Drew it to the point that she had to get emancipated from her parents because at about age ten or twelve, she was addicted to drugs and drinking and had to go to rehab. And that's crazy though that that's really what's happening. People because the thing about it, right, is. I don't think the Hollywood industry would work without these parents who are willing to exploit their children because their children have no way of consenting. Again, back to our big keyword, consenting to anything. They cannot sign contracts. They can't join. There's union labor laws, all of these things I that prevent them. I have a question them. for you ladies, though. Why do y'all think like the media, like Hollywood in itself, is so obsessed with youth and so obsessed with targeting the young community in a sexual way? Because... We're not just seeing this as parents exploiting their children. There's also intentional things that they do in kids' cartoons mm. to slip in sexual innuendos in the cartoons. Yeah. And it's targeted at children. 
Why do you guys think that that's a thing? Like, what is what do you think that's the message behind that? You go, Ashley. Um, actually, I, you guys go ahead and go because I'm still thinking about that. I'm thinking about all of the yeah all of the situations. Like, I was thinking about Shrek mm-hmm. and Mulan and, and the Simpsons, the Simpsons, pretty much every Disney movie. Yeah, pretty much every and Disney Nickelodeon movie. with exactly. the roles that they had played. And it's a big thing, and I don't know if it's in I order think, to honestly. When I when I say that, I think it's just to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. Mm. I really think that that's what it if is. If you expose people to something at a younger age, they're not going to be as okay. shocked. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which goes back to the basis of things like you're trying to groom and you're trying to basically, in a way, brainwash people as their children to think that all of these things in society are okay and they can't distinguish between fiction and real life. And then when similar situations occur in life... They're sitting there looking confused. This is a problem. I think all across the board, legal things, legal like laws and everything need to be really educated to your children. I think it's up to the parents. Like Ashley mentioned earlier today, none of us are parents here. We're just speculating like what parents should do. And we're also thinking about what our parents did to us. You know, I personally, my parents have never sat me down and told me that there's these laws in place and these are the reasons why. But I think that communication... It's definitely super important. And as a parent, you need to sit there and obviously you ha- you have to deem when you think that's okay. Like you have to deem when that age comes where you think that you feel like you have to talk to your child and say, these are the things that are happening in the world. These are some laws that are here to protect you. This is why it's there. This is why we have this. This is why we have that. Just how in the black community, parents have to decide okay, when you see a cop, you don't act this way because you don't want mm. this to happen to you. Mm. It's the same thing. We have to move that over to the sexual sexualization part of things because pedophilia is a problem, but it's a, it all starts with your mental state. It all yeah. starts mm-hmm. with how you think. If you think something is okay, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think, though, like now more people are becoming aware of the fact that pedophilia is... It's just they're trying to normalize it, right? And so I feel like people are also super sensitive to anything like that includes, you know, sexualizing children as they should be. And so I just wanted to like raise a point that was super controversial um, the past couple of weeks, which is this movie that came out on Netflix called Cuties or in which is originally a French movie called Les Mignons. Mm-hmm. And basically... When this movie, like, before it even premiered on Netflix, the cover art came out and a trailer came out and people saw this and they were enraged. Enraged. Because they, the the cover art was these four girls that are 11 years old and they were wearing these, like, super tiny shorts and, like, these, like, crop top tops. They were, like, dance uniforms, right? And they were in these provocative poses, right? Kind of, like, in a twerk position stance, and that was the cover art. And people watched like the one minute trailer and were enraged. And they were like, Netflix is promoting pedophilia. Netflix is trying to normalize pedophilia, all of this stuff. And they even started a whole boycott to keep the movie off of Netflix. And then people started attacking the director who made this movie. Like, how could you make something like this, this, that, and the third, right? Yeah. And the thing about it is, right, so before this movie ever came to Netflix, it was in several festivals and, you know, people had already seen it. And so I, before it had been on Netflix, when it was still like just kind of one of those movies that was in a festival, I had saw the trailer and 
the the French trailer because well obviously we speak French and I the movie's in French so I saw it and I was very curious about like what this movie was and I was like oh I'm gonna have to like look into that like I really want to know the story that is being told so then when I saw the thing on Netflix I was like that's like nothing <laughs> like what the French trailer like they were it was night and day right yeah. the way and I feel like Netflix did this on purpose they really wanted to play on the controversy of this um to promote this movie mm. and here's i'm spoiler alert so if you haven't seen the movie and you plan on watching it just skip because i'm gonna spoil it for you guys i ended up watching the movie mm-hmm. and basically this movie is about this 11 year old girl who comes from this very conservative muslim african household and they live in france and basically at the beginning of the movie this girl she's very close with her dad and her dad is not there and he's traveled and he's kind of like an absent father, but she's very attached to him. And she gets, you know, she has to be at home helping her mom take care of their little brother and everything. And throughout the movie, this is, it's kind of like a coming of age movie. It really is. And she basically starts rebelling against the conservatism in her house based off of what she's seeing on the internet. She becomes fascinated with watching TikTok type videos and like YouTube videos where she sees girls who are like 15 16 18 years old who are like on a twerk team dance team and they wear crop tops and they wear little shorts Mm. and it's like the juxtaposition of her being in a place where she is in a very like when i tell you very conservative very conservative household and what really kind of triggers her to go over and be very like rebellious is the fact that her father is remarrying he's because in the Muslim faith, you can have multiple wives, right? Yeah. So her father is coming back into, he's coming back to France with a new wife. And the wife is going to move into their house. So there will be two wives. So she sees her mom as weak. This conservative lifestyle has served her nothing. So she rebels. She's like, I want no part of this. She thinks her mom is so dumb. Uh-huh. And so she makes friends with this girl who lives in this building, who has these other four friends, or these other three friends. And they are like trying to try out for this competition. Mm. Um that's like a dance competition and the when those girls when she sees that she thinks those girls are the epitome of cool because you know they wear crop tops just like the girls she sees in the videos and everything so she tries everything to be friends with these girls who are bullying her at first Mm -hmm. but they finally let her into the friend group and when they had this competition she didn't know how to dance so she she learns her whole style of dance from watching these provocative videos on um youtube and stuff yeah so then when they, were, she was, when they were looking for choreography, she's like, oh, I know choreography. And she teaches them the most, and there's only one scene. She teaches them that, that, that really provocative choreography mm-hmm. that was the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout that, she also starts becoming very rebellious. Like at school, she gets in a fight. Mm-hmm. And she also like steals a phone um, from a family friend. And like when he catches her, she tries to seduce him. She tries to be like, well, you know, I'm seeing sex work for these girls. She's like, maybe if I like, she like slowly starts to pull up her shirt. And he's like, are you doing? And he was like, why are you taking your clothes off? Why are you taking your clothes off? And she basically has a whole mental breakdown, like literally a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. And her parents are so worried about her. And then even her friends who were down with the crazy behavior were like, no, you're doing too much. Like, this is too much. See what I'm saying? Because she ends up like sending a nude Mm -hmm. because she was really like, just she's rebelling in the hardest 
way. Right. And that's what she's trying. That's what the whole movie is about. It's mm-hmm. a social commentary yeah. on this. It's showing how impressionable young women and are. It, it is. And as being, we were all like 11 once. I remember being young and thinking certain things made you cool if you dressed a certain way or mm-hmm. looking up looking up to certain people and thinking like oh my gosh like i wish i could do this i wish i could do that oh yeah and of course when we were 11 and 12 social media and these type of things weren't that popping mm-hmm. so yeah. it wasn't so much in our whatever face. So it's on tv exactly so we didn't feel that much pressure to like actually have to go with that go and then replicate like if i was replicating something like everyone you know did the whole thing when you tie your, your shirt, shirt in. yeah you mm-hmm. tuck your shirt and you tie it to kind maybe of maybe cut your like, shorts a little bit exactly yeah. the britney spears type of look and you know you dancing in the mirror but you're not posting that can you imagine exactly you're, now yeah. people are posting it and, and it stays on the internet and i think though what's crazy about this movie is because i feel like had netflix not promoted it the way that they would people would have appreciated this movie exactly a lot more and people anyone who hasn't seen the movie and who's blindly outraged they wanted to i genuinely netflix. think watch the movie yeah watch the movie i'm not saying like you know it's a good thing or a bad thing I genuinely think that, like, as an African girl who grew up in a conservative household, I can relate a lot to the little girl. Mm. And it's obviously I'm not 11 in the age of social media, but I understand the pressure of seeing things on social media and seeing how the world is evolving and thinking that the only way to fit in is to rebel against what I know and to embrace this whole kind of, like, sexualized identity. Yeah. And that's what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. So people were like, oh, there's the scenes where the girls are, like, gyrating and twerking on stuff. Here's a spoiler alert. When you, I'm sure when you, when you have little girls who are dancing in the rooms alone, not filming themselves, they're probably dancing similarly. It's just, that's it's not being posted, right? Exactly. And that's the thing. And I, I just... Yeah, I when it comes to that movie in particular, I think that people I understand the intent behind the outrage. They really don't want something that's going to promote pedophilia and I'm so here for that, but like I also feel like let's not condemn something without actually knowing the what facts. it's about. Yeah. And to get back to just piggyback off of what she's saying, but to like get back to like the topic of our whole podcast today. I do not believe that sev- and I I will never believe that pedophilia is a sexual preference. It's, it's not. not. If you think that that's what that is, I, I, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> because it is Honestly. not asexual. I, I, even feel so I would go to uh, to extent saying if you feel like you need to be with somebody that is young, it, it's a mental that's thing. A mental, it's a mental I was illness. going that's to say that I don't even necessarily agree with the fact that it's a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a cop-out. Okay. I really feel like that's a cop-out. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what our society does a lot of times just as a way to soften and to water down mm-hmm. things. They'd be like, oh, it's a mental illness. Racism is a mental illness. It's not a mental illness. It is a choice. It is a learned behavior. Yeah. And I feel like I feel the same with pedophilia. I really feel like it's a learned behavior. I do not believe for one second That's that it's a mental illness. Um and when they say people should go go get some like, you know, go to rehab or something if no. No. Go to jail. Go to prison. Go to prison. Yeah. I feel like there are certain things that, like, when it comes to a drug problem, go to rehab. Of course. When it comes to pedophilia, go to jail. Go to prison. I'm just, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to say death penalty, but go to jail. And I don't think you should be excused 
because you decided that you were going to go that route. For me, when I say it's a mental illness, it's like I said, things all start with your mentality, right? So what is it that makes you think it's okay to go after young women? Because for me, I'm not, I literally with my whole heart, I believe that not only is R. Kelly possessed, I believe that he has <laughs> mental illness. No, yeah. you guys are laughing, but I'm serious. When I look at R. Kelly, when I watched the documentary, when I read up on what he did and what's transpired in his life, I believe that this man has suffered a lot mm-hmm. and has also projected, but also he's not sane. There's nothing sane about locking individuals up, peeing, dungeon style, peeing, peeing on, on a 14 year old, recording these things. You're not a sane person. You're not. And I don't think that's a cop-out. I think you really do need to also be in jail, but be evaluated as well. I think that, maybe and maybe let me amend my sentence. I think there are some people who are mentally deranged. But I, w- I don't want to say that all people who are pedophilic are mentally ill. Because that, I believe, is a cop-out. But right. because like for yours, yeah. if you're like 30, dating somebody that's 40 years older than you, I still don't think that that is... A mental illness. No, but it's not a mental illness. No. At that point, it's a choice. That's what I'm saying. For you, that that I would cons- oh, you constitute that, that as a cho- choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because uh, tell like the story that you saw. Well, I feel like that actually that doesn't support my claim. But there was an article that I saw, or not even an article. It was a post on Instagram where someone was uh, showing off their baby, who's very beautiful. But um, the thing that stood out to me was the husband was 62 and the uh, wife was 18. Now, to me, I constitute that as a mental illness. I think that's still pedophilia. Um, And I know that that can kind of, because the true definition of pedophilia, you have to be a child. But in my opinion, she's 18. She's still a child. Um, but that, that can range. I think it's gap predatory. That, that can range. That age gap is for astronomical. Sure. It's yeah. disgusting. He is like three, four times, five times her age. It's a 45-year age gap. But if you are 40 dating someone that is like, what, 60, 70, um, you know, that's your choice. Yeah, I feel like when you reach a certain point in your life where you were, because though over 18 you're an adult, but I don't feel like you're really, really, really an adult. This sounds kind of dumb. Until you're like your mid-20s and then your 30s. Because I'm thinking more so your mental capacity. Yeah, and so though legally you're an adult, but yeah, I feel like you're not really, really an adult until like your mid-20s. Um, and at that point, if you want to date somebody who's 150, that's your business. That's your business, boo-boo. Do what you want. But I just, to kind of wrap it up, I think the point that we wanted to make here is that we don't agree with normalizing pedophilia. Not at all. Not at in the slightest. All. I don't believe that people should be preying on youth and trying to sexualize the youth. It's crazy to me that... I feel like it gets worse and worse as the world goes forward because I feel like back back in the day there was a little, little bit more conservatism when it comes to things. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, though it was still happening, taboos. Um, they didn't want to speak about it. Yeah, though it was still happening, I don't feel like it was on such a large scale as it is now. Um, so that's it's worrisome. But I think just to end this on a positive oh, note, on in the SB one forty five because that's the whole point of this. Um, the bill, yeah. the Senate Bill 145, we don't think it, well, I don't think it should be passed. I think it should be corrected I and then passed. I think it needs to be amended before it's passed. Um, because they are actually in the process of passing it, so. I think it needs to be amended. Y'all look into that, but also back to what Michelle was saying. Yeah, what Ashley said. But to end this on a positive note as much as we can, I think 
though we sat here and dissected the problem, you always want to look to how you can be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And I think it starts with like what Teresa said, it starts with communication. Um, I think I, when I have my kids, like I said, I want to actually sit down and explain to them. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, their dress code is like this crazy. But I really want to sit down and explain to them what kind of world they live in. And I feel like that conversation can start very early on. Though a five-year-old cannot fully grasp, you know, all the implications of, like, the predators out there. But you can begin that conversation at People an early age. To touch you here yeah. And there. yeah, you exactly. can begin that at an early age and make that them learn about consent mm-hmm. at an early age. Let them know that if somebody is making them feel uncomfortable getting in their space, mm-hmm. they need to tell mommy or daddy. And if it is mommy or daddy, then you need to tell somebody you trust. Like, these are things that we can do to be proactive. And I think we need to also, like we said, we need to put more emphasis on little boys who are being preyed on because we need to let them know that they're not on here, this earth, to be sexualized by older women. And sex from an older girl does not make you cool. It does not make you a man. It it makes you a victim. Mm. So... We just need that's why we just need to speak up and educate and not take these things very lightly. And please I, be safe. Please if you guys don't have anybody that you can talk to, feel free to DM us. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. we're your big sisters. DM us. We're let your us little know. sisters if you're older than us. Yeah. But we're yeah, here to you. listen. <laughs> um we really are and I think another thing we wanna do is find resources that we can put in our social media to help people. Absolutely. Um who might be struggling with this. If you do DM us, we will remain completely anonymous. At, we definitely promise that. And we just want to be here for you guys and let y'all know that you guys are not alone and that together we can make better progress towards a better world. And I do want to sure. just interject this really quick. I really want to thank you guys for being um, more interactive with us and just letting us know your thoughts on things because um, we did put some polls out um, during the week just to see what you guys were thinking in terms of like what we were going to communicate with today. Of course, 100% of people said that pedophilia is not a preference. And it was a little bit interesting with the mix-up of how many people thought that, you know, women or men should cover up in order to not be objectified. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a 100% thing. But thank you for being interactive. We do appreciate that. And we do need to know like what your thoughts are so that we can cater to that. And we will catch you guys next time. Just remember, we are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, and we're still working on YouTube for you guys. And where can they find us on Instagram? Letontines Podcast. L-E-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-E-S. Yes. So, yeah, we'll catch y'all next time. Until then, bye-bye.